Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Hello apps here from Dimp Digital, welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast where we take you through the ups and the downs of the wonderful world of video games. We are here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube, absolutely free. However, if you want to support our independent grassroots endeavour, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dimp Digital or twitch.tv slash Dimp Digital and join the community hashtag and in pocket plenty of that being done last night of those london beer prices hands in pockets haven't checked the accounts always dangerous so could be completely brassic as biff would say and stinking hangover to boot so a real disaster day i'm going to kick the podcast off nice and positively there and just let everyone know i'm suffering i'm moaning about it i'm not happy well set your stall out early um yeah, those. Uh, I'd probably suggest you don't look at your bank account. Just wait until no. you get paid. That's, That's what true. I say. Then it looks a lot better, and all the harm is forgot. I'm trying to think when they pay it. It used to be a thing where you'd get paid early in December and think, "Cool, this is great." And you get to yeah. the arse end of January, and you're in a real torrid state because it's you're lasting longer. But I don't know when they're gonna pay us this time. But um, yeah, I used to have that, but now it's just like last working day before Christmas. I think. They go, yeah. just deal with that. And I'm like, fine. It's the same, it's the yeah. 23rd. Easy pickings. That's the resident referee, Logan, that you're hearing there. Didn't actually introduce him. The nearly man, although, <laughs> as we record this, we are minutes away from the season officially ending. So at some point during the podcast, I will run the final score check and we will know for sure who has won officially the Grand Prix and the uh, the FGL Championship as it is. Um, rumblings going on of rule changes upsetting Logan who you know potentially is not in favour of that but trouble is Logan you've got people that you, you send them a message of all the details and they say don't care either way and you're like well what are we doing <laughs> how's this ship supposed to be directed when that's the level of input being put back and you know if it does change they'll be the first to moan well you just put it out there to the exec board well, I, that'll be the decision makers I might have to re-invoke that exec board giving everyone an equal chance I don't think works there's too many too much bollocks too many yeah you just have to cut it down to the exec board I think yeah. sometimes and then that will make decisions on behalf of the of the group but it ain't hard to have an opinion on something one way no. or the other no that's, I mean I think it's fine the way it is well personally i think the one thing that i poo-pooed i think was that i was like when you said about having the uh free transfer pool yeah i was like didn't like the idea of that well i was like what's what's the point it's not that i didn't like the but i was like no one's really gonna pick anything up out there because chances are if it's getting getting chucked in the bin it's for good reason Mm. and it you know but it never to be honest it hasn't actually been a scenario that's come up at all um, no one used it like as I as I suspected, mm. but I still think there's opportunities for that to play a part, whether it be good or bad. Um, and I mean, arguably, save I people have... a bit of a. It's that penalty, right? So if mm. I can pick up something and not incur a five point penalty, 
there's an argument that I could pick up something that could score in the 70s. Yeah. No yeah. penalty. And that's better than saying that scored 80. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You've just got to run the numbers and, and take a gamble. Yeah. Well, when you've got people picking the two that sometimes like Salmon and Adcock have, and you go, well, <laughs> no, I'm absolutely not going to pick any of that old rubbish up. No, absolutely not. Well, let's get into some news-ish items for the episode. Obviously, we'll end the podcast with some impressions and it'll be for god of war ragnarok so often i will not reveal that until the back end but that's the little i keep i act as though people don't read the show notes it's written there in front of them they already know <laughs> so actually it's not a surprise to anyone but that's that's coming adkins and i both platinum did it as well so this is Platt brothers the Platt brothers biff's even platinum did he i got a message today Lord. saying he'd gone through and done it so he, he and he's not a trophy hunter at all hmm. he simply doesn't do it and i'm not really but I think if things are in reach and I can naturally get to, you know, close to getting it, I may as well do the extra legwork to finish it off. So that'll be coming to end the episode. But had a reasonably newsworthy week. Um, Microsoft, two of the three sort of items we've got here, not really good news stories in either either of them. Unfortunately, <laughs> the Green Bloods not had a good week as far as I'm concerned. And the Game Awards happened also, and they were absent from that. Didn't show nothing. So Phil was sitting there in the audience. I watched it. I fell asleep halfway through, but Phil was sitting in the audience, clapping all this stuff in. I was like, what are you... You're not showing anything, mate. He had face like thunder as well. I think he was annoyed about this FTC thing we're going to talk about. He looked fuming. And because he's like the happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah, he is. He's everyone's mate, isn't he? He's friend of the show, as we know. But um, let's start off with the chronological ordering of things, which was that they are going, Microsoft, to bump up the prices of their games to $70. Now, I've been searching high and low as to exactly, you know, what this means for the UK crowd. Couldn't find anything. I don't know if you've seen anything in your travels, but basically in the statement it says there'll be news coming for other regions. So we don't know how it's going to affect us here, which is really what matters. Don't 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 care too much about those Americans, I'm afraid. They can they can stomach an extra ten dollars. You know. <laughs> That's, that's fine for them. But this, I mean, the, the obvious kind of statement to make is that, yes, the games are going up to $70, but the secret weapon that Microsoft do have is Game Pass, meaning there's 25 million, some say there's nearly 30 million now, members on that that really won't be affected by this because they're already offering their games at a very cheap rate to rent. You know, most... Always keep in mind that it's a rental service at the end of the day. There's no ownership there. Um, so ignoring that obvious fact that, you know, Game Pass is there and an option and would mo in most circumstances save people money if they chose to. If you're in the position of buying games, maybe you're a collector or you just like, to, like the idea of having the game. And I know people say, you don't own the game. You just own the licenses. Check the EULA or whatever it is. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know all that bollocks. But for all intents and purposes, you you feel like you're buying something. There's a transaction taking place. Download it. Unplug it all. And it's, it'll stay there. I can't think of any good way to spin this $70, $70 crap because um, others are at it. As, as Sooness would say, they're all at it. And it's just that, <laughs> that Xbox have decided to join the party. But any uh, any any thoughts on this seventy dollars and most likely going to be seventy quid on, on these shores potentially? No, I mean, it. De trying to think of a, a truly um, Xbox only game that I've 
I've wanted don't. to play. Don't get up at all. Like, he's already starting. Well, no, no, but I'm just saying, like, it, in terms of like the overall impact, it's uh, most of the stuff they've released of late. I'm happy to wait for or pick up on Game Pass. Um, yeah. I think I don't know whether this will be more of an incentive to get people on Game Pass. It's like, well, you can play it for ten dollars a month or whatever it is yeah. here, or you can pay seventy dollars. Or whether they've just looked at the competition and gone, well, we can. We've got free money here. Yeah. Like, we're not going to get bad publicity necessarily because you look across the road and look what they're doing. Yeah. So everything's always going to be priced in in relation to the competition. So, you know, it's one of those things that's probably always been was you know going to be on the cards. Be, but didn't Phil say something saying, oh, we got. He did some loose wording a little yeah. while ago, a couple of months back, didn't he, to say there's nothing. We're not planning to do something. So, uh, it, it, it basically said there's nothing going to happen now, but we might do something. Basically, yeah. So initially, we had the whole Jim chucking the price of that PlayStation up in certain yeah. markets. Then Microsoft came out and said we have no plans for that ourselves, sort of getting That's on the good it, guy yeah. train. And it was probably about three or four weeks ago he had that interview, um, and then he was sort of saying, well, we've resisted the urge to you know, price increase our services, our subscriptions, our hardware and our games. But we may have to do that. <clears throat> Nothing will be happening for this year, but next year we'll we'll revisit that. So clearly, mm. at that, as soon as that came out of his mouth, you're like, well, buckle up. And I think at that point, yeah, I said, look, get, get subscribed to this Game Pass if you're on board and love it. Stack it up for the three years you can get because there's a chance that that's going to go up as well. So he's already kind of, you know, in a, in a PR sense and optically prepared people for this news that will be mm. that will be occurring and um yeah it's there's no it's no, it's not good is it i mean again it's i'd say what i said before when sony put the price of the hardware up we could all say oh yeah that inflation yeah well done well you have to, you have to do that but it's an active choice to do it they're not hard up they're not hemorrhaging well mm. i would hope they're not hemorrhaging money off the back of this it's uh you know a money game but it's the reality, and they were always going to follow suit as soon as pretty much every other publisher out there started doing it. Even on, we were talking just off air quickly about Callisto Protocol and mm. how that's just being crapped on widely, and I just can't understand it myself. And I think one of the reasons, having read some of the more critical reviews, is they do more than other games, they mentioned the $70 price point. And. I'm wondering, sort of to transition into sort of the next question, whether now that Microsoft, despite Game Pass being there for 10, 12, 15 quid, whatever whatever kind of tier you're on, and despite that completely nullifying the $70 or the £70, will the games now come under more scrutiny because they're at this sort of more premium price point? There's still games coming out today that are 60 quid. Mm. There's still games yeah. coming out that are 55 quid. Elden Ring, 50 quid in the United Kingdom, that was. Mm. Horizon Forbidden West, three weeks earlier, 70 quid. So there's still <laughs> there's still that kind of level, you know, of, of of that staggering. Some companies are doing it, some companies are not. But do you think this will put the crosshairs on Microsoft a little bit more? And they'll be like, right, now you're playing this $70 game. We're gonna be more we're gonna be scrutinising these games a bit more heavily than we would have done if you were chucking them out for a tenner cheaper. It's, I, I'm really conflicted about this pricing piece because ultimately <clears throat> it it shouldn't be driven by... I mean, if you've got it for free, it's the same game. Yeah. Like, there's no difference in what you're playing other than the money you've outlaid for it. 
So I struggle with the concept that the price should be a determinant factor in a review of a game. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a you know there's a separate discussion around whether we think that's appropriate for games. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't I I argue with myself because I, ultimately <laughs> if you pay something you want good value value yeah is is a very subjective thing though. So how do you say whether something is good value, because as we've discussed a million times before, Assassin's Creed is God knows how long. <laughs> like, do I, do, Two I years of free updates being rolled out of that for real value well, being added. But is it actual you know, value? It's, it's... Is it value <laughs> just because it's content? And this is the mm. difficult part. It's, it's a really tricky one to judge. I don't think that games should be given a harder time because they're $10 above what others are. Mm. Because, you know... It's, it's it shouldn't really be a hugely determinant factor in the in the enjoyability of a game. Like really, what you're saying is, is this a good and enjoyable game yeah. for what it's telling me it should be? So where does the price come into that? Yeah, yeah uh, I, that's, I, uh, I tend to agree because and look, there would be exceptions to this. I've said it before. If you know Rockstar come out and said, right, GTA Six, two hundred quid. Yeah, yeah. Hang on uh, a minute. Let's be reasonable. Yeah. But as long as it's yeah. in the ballpark of what is reasonable, and I think going forward, they're going to try and stretch what's reasonable. You know, 75 mm. one day, then it'll be $80. At some point, it will be paying 100 quid a game. You yeah. know, five, 10 years' time, that's going to be a reality. Unless yeah. by then the subscription model has completely, you know, overtaken the, the way that gaming kind of operates at that level. Um, so yeah, I tend to agree that as long as it's in the within the re, the reasonable parameters of, you know, not being silly with it, then it shouldn't it shouldn't be a factor at all. And half these fucks that review it, they don't pay for it anyway, so yeah. they're detached from even experiencing it on that level. They're detached from having to actually pay for it. It's been delivered to them early. You know, we've, yeah. we spoke last week about the the embargo rush and how that maybe is not a, that's not a healthy environment to review a game in. To, to get mm. get the most sort of unbiased view of that, like if you've got an embargo you need to reach, it's not great. And the 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 the, the money thing is just another kind of layer of that, isn't it? Like you said, it's completely subjective. Seventy dollars or seventy quid to someone might mean nothing at all, or it might mean, well, I can only buy one of those every couple of months. That's mm. that's a big kind of commitment to go down that that route, but. There never is going to be this one uniformed kind of view of, yep, that's at the right price for, for X reason. And I feel like as long as it's within the reasonable parameters, we're okay to kind of ignore it for the most part. Mm. Um, I mean, you, you know, imagine if Callisto Protocol was 25 quid. Mm. Mm. Like, you'd be going, that's good value. Yeah. But ultimately, if the game's still not very good or there's issues with the game, they're still prevalent. It'll so, be, it'll be an in- it's impossible to do because we can never put the, yeah. you know, the game back in the box and resell it but it would be an interesting experiment if someone can do some sort of time travel and fit and fuck with things just chuck that game out again at 25 quid and see what the scores mean Mm. there does do the fundamentals of the game still irk people enough that it it sits on its sort of like 72 or 73 that it's on open critic or Mm. would they be like oh for 25 quid this is actually amazing yeah because but i just find that it's such a bizarre way of like surely if you're you're reviewing something and it's weird right because gaming and media and everything i think it's a hard thing as i've just said to 
ascribe a value for money to. <clears throat> if you get a mobile, if you get technology, if you get a car, if you get something that has a real world value and you mm. get it for a price or you buy services and you get it for a price, like you can, there's something comparative to say whether that is good value or not. Yeah. But with a game, like it's a really difficult thing to say whether that is is good value. And yeah. I, I just I don't know. I, I really do struggle with it. Um, well, gaming I, you can I've... make as cheap as you want as well. If you can forego mm. buying it in the first weekend, yeah, like yeah, you can wait for it to be ten quid. I could wait. Mm. You go. Oh, I'm not paying seventy quid. Actually, Callisto Protocol was fifty-five quid, not seventy. Yeah, but it was seventy dollars. sometimes we get striped up sometimes we don't anyway but you can make the game as cheap as you want you can wait for a price that you're happy with and go for it then so yeah yeah, and again to assign a critical kind of lens over it based on the price is inherently just it's release price it's a great point actually the price that a game's released at because someone might read that review two years later and play it exactly it's obviously a completely different price and therefore the fact that you've marked it down or reviewed it is irrelevant. Less, is irrelevant. It's yeah. an irrelevancy because the price isn't consistent. After three Whereas months, the and everything yeah. Is. After three months, that criticism is just. I don't know why they age themselves. Like it's, it seems yeah. like a. It's a cheap way to analyze things, and I said, like mm. I said, I get if it was silly money and it's outside of yeah. the realms of what's what we expect. But generally, mm. you can sit there, or you can wait for it to come to Game Pass. Or, yeah. or PlayStation Extra, if it yeah. comes to that. I'm sure one of those services will pick it up in the next year or two. It's interesting, though, because how many things do you read where they criticise it? I mean, some things, like if you read a car review and they go, well, at least it's priced at X amount. But mm. there's very few things that I read because I make the determination around what price I want to pay yeah. or what my budget is. Like, yeah. So I might be reading a review for a, a, a monitor, for a phone or something that's on offer now. And yeah. it's like, I'm not interested, you know, is the screen good? Is it durable? Is it yeah. this, that, and the other? I wouldn't expect to see in a review, good, but, you know, it might say slightly pricey at RRP or something along those lines, but ultimately it shouldn't really be part of the core viability of the product, I think. No, I, I tend to agree with that. What do you, so <clears throat> this is like the first kind of price raise that, mm. price raise, sorry, that Microsoft have done. And mm. I, I split them up into sort of three pillars. You've got the games, which this is what impacts here. You've got their hardware, and then you've got their services, which is like Game Pass, for example. Mm. Is this phase one of three, i.e. this is phase one of the price increases, and mm. then phase two might be the hardware, phase three might be Game Pass. Do you foresee yeah. this to be the end of this upping of prices from, from Microsoft's perspective, or is this going to be something that over the next year or so we're going to get these new stories and they go right now the console's gone up now game pass has gone up where do you what do you what do you in your what are you feeling in your walls that they will do or won't do potentially i think i'd still be surprised if they up the price of the console i think it wouldn't be too surprising to see them up the price of the live service stuff and the uh, game pass and whatnot but for some reason i don't know why i'd just be surprised to see the core hardware being uh being increased but the current environment's so unpredictable um yeah i think the one thing is i find it interesting that they're putting a price up at a time when people have arguably 
got less money than ever. I don't know whether that's a. It's a always the way. Isn't it? it's all, it... But do you know what I mean, though? Like, it, but it's it's really difficult because their employees are going to want um, uh, wage rises in line with inflation, like cost of living rises. They yeah. they want ten percent more. Um, like, where do you find that from? And you end up pulling it from from our pockets. It's a really tricky environment because mm. you know you you. Really, you you surely you want to make your prices as available as possible in a time when people haven't got as much spare cash for things like games and and gaming. It's a complete luxury, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I'd dispute that. I think it's an essential, but um, some people see it as a as a luxury, and you're putting the prices up. I think that's a that's challenging. Mm. Um, and to your point, you know, then Microsoft they nard up. No. You know, I think there's very <laughs> few companies that are going to be cash rich, but they certainly will be. <laughs> So all they're trying to do is just move the margins alongside cost, right? They're going to, they're saying we've got a fifty percent margin or whatever of profit. Mm. Well, our costs have gone up five percent, so let's put prices up X amount, and that's all it is. It's just passing that along to the consumer. Yeah. But everyone does it, so it's hard to be super targeted at someone like Microsoft or Sony when you know, eggs are going up, fuel's gone up, gas, electricity, like, you, you name it, it wood, like, yeah. copper, metal, everything's beer, gone up. Beer, last so, night, that's gone up. Beer, yeah, it, this is what I mean. Train so, tickets. Can't even get a train, train these days. Well, no, that's not allowed, especially next week. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you know, it's, uh, I, I, no one wants prices to go up, but it's spent more than ever in the current environment, they will. So, you know, it's, we can castigate Microsoft as all, all we like, but yeah, they'll they'll just do him. Yeah, you're correct. When do you expect to see a? So we're, we're sort of poo pooing the hardware potentially. So let's let's throw yeah. that in the bin. Game Maybe Pass, do that for PlayStation, and then immediately yeah. the two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Up, so I know. the mockers on it. Yeah. So for Game Pass, when would you see them do this? Is this something that happens within the next year or? Like for the next financial year, do they say right from April onwards? Yeah. Now we start. Is it that? Just, It'll be. If you know what these crooks that, are up to in that boardroom? Yeah. They're all cooking this stuff up. So, yeah, I think they. It depends <coughs> with looking at the the numbers for the year. Or do they, they do it like, just as the games start to be released? And they go right next month. Starfield's here, and Game Pass goes up next month also to try and dangle the carrot. Well, I think they'll just do it, and then yeah. they'll. And anyone that gets wants that Starfield, for example, gets snowed up in it. But exactly. yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it comes. I really hope it doesn't because I think it's uh, it's great value. But um, it will still be great value if they increase it by a pound or two. Yeah. So it's difficult to complain. But I'd rather. But you don't want to clap it in, do you? You don't want to clap in more money going out your pocket. Like it's, I never do. It's 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 fine to recognise what good value it is, but it's also fine to say, I don't want it going up anymore. Yeah, I want to keep my good value. I want to keep it, it, yeah. I don't want it to be a no-brainer, which at the moment it is. Like, yeah. And if it becomes yeah. a no-brainer, if it starts to become a question, then yeah. I think that's the that's the balancing game they want to play. They want to be on the right side of things where there's many people like us that just say, yeah, absolute no-brainer to have that, even if they're not churning out first-party stuff. They've got such good third-party support and indies and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine. But if they start to creep up, and you're like, mm. now it's just that little bit of hesitation. They don't want to push people too far, but also, uh, yeah, maximize. I mean, it's it's a tricky one. I just, you know, I hope they they keep it. I'd like, you know, I'd like them to keep it as it is for next year, and then 
I can't have too many complaints if they put it up in 2024. But I suppose it depends how the balance sheet's looking for, for Phil and yeah. whether he needs to get a few extra quid in or not to meet his targets for his bonus. That's probably what it'll boil down to. Well, I imagine that one of his... Uh... Or one of the big goals, I guess, for the company was to close this Activision and Blizzard King deal down. And the the big boys in the, in terms of the regulation world, the one that everyone's kind of looks at and says, "Look, they're the, I actually argue the EU as well, actually quite stringent. Mm. They fucking stung those Apple bastards with that charging cable, haven't they? Which yeah. which is a net positive for everyone involved, but they they're starting to get." get a bit nasty with it but the FTC have um, confirmed they're going to sue to try and block the Activision Blizzard deal that Microsoft has been proposing and trying to get through various regulations for the best part of a year now I was surprised to see this um, because I just thought that they wouldn't now I don't know enough about exactly how this operates my recommendation is people go to Hogue Law YouTube channel and listen to what he has to say. He'll have a balanced and kind of scenario-based, here's what could happen and what happened. But my, my basic understanding from what I've listened to previously of his stuff is that basically this goes to court now if Microsoft want to want to challenge it or they make concessions beforehand, it doesn't go to court. Or they can try and operate with you know without the FTC's kind of blessing, if you will, but that comes with penalties and other things. Like you can still operate in the markets, but you're typically charged a shitload of penalties because you're not, you know, you're you're essentially breaching, you know, one of the one of the regulators. But um, Microsoft has said they're, you know, as you'd expect, going to going to going to fight this as you, as you as you would expect. This is a mm. massive, huge amount of money, which I think gets lost on us. Sixty nine billion dollars. I mean. You, you chuck it around and people keep saying it as though it's nothing, but it's it's an absurd amount of money. Yeah, it's so much money. And they're like, well, yeah, yeah, you know, they bought they bought Bethesda and Zenimax for seven billion. This is only a little bit more, huh? It's loads more. It's nearly ten times as much. And it's billions of dollars. Billions. It's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a huge <clears throat> amount of money. Phenomenal amount of money. Yeah. Um, it. it Often, you know, working in finance, you you see these numbers, and it sometimes gets a little bit lost on you. And it's one of them where you just go, well, because you go sixty nine billion, it doesn't sound a lot. But when you look at the zeros, it bloody is. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I, I I guess I, I am surprised that I'm not by by all this going on. I mean, Mm. usually before these sort of deals go through, there's tentative discussions, inquiries. You know, you basically go, look, is this going to get through or not? Because otherwise we ain't going to waste our time and money. <laughs> and they'll look at it and they'll go, well, yeah or no. But there will, you know, it doesn't always work. I guess, you know, this is, I think they've, I think the biggest problem they've had is the outrage from P- PlayStation and Sony, <laughs> which is understandable and should have been anticipated. Jim's played a blinder, um, isn't he? He really has done Phil over, really. He's already got, had him publicly say 10 years so he's already had an extension on whatever a previous offer was made and now he's rattled the cages of the regulators to start interfering <laughs> and getting them yeah and getting it was, away. you know jim to be fair to him has done exactly what he should have done but he sits home at night with a whiskey gun <laughs> cackling to himself about how well he's played it um i feel like phil's been you know 
despite being a friend of the show, he's been very naive <laughs> in some of the way that he's approached it. Like, he has though, hasn't he? Uh... I mean, you look at it and you think, how you want to play things from a PR perspective. He's played everything a bit close to his chest and I don't know. I, and then you see the comments start to come out going, oh no, you know, we've given them this, we've given them that, we're doing this, that and the other. And it's like, well, a bit too late, Phil. Um, <laughs> you weren't very charitable at the start and that's obviously what's got people's backs up. Mm. Um, I mean, if it was me, I would have definitely tried to have done some sort of deal with Jim beforehand. Yeah. Um, if I could have done. But to, Jim's to just him. put the crapper on it and gone, even if it's actually a pretty reasonable deal, it seems like they're intent on just saying no so that... It's, it's sabotage for sabotage's sake. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's literally, he's just, you know, if it's any competitor, you're out to to sink him if you can. And um, I think that's clearly what Jim's, Jim's been pretty aggressive about, I think. I'm surprised to a certain extent how aggressive he's been in his condemnation of the deal and the impact it might have and playing this whole it's not good for gamers thing. So oh. it's not, it, well, <laughs> you mean it's not good for PlayStation yeah. gamers? You've heard to say that. It's great for Xbox gamers. Yeah. It's been it's been interesting to see Jim just completely forego any optical wins because they must know they just it looks so hypocritical as well of some of the stuff they've come yeah. out and said about yeah, how they withhold content. It's like you've got exclusive content on Call of Duty now on mm. PlayStation only timed and all this stuff. You you these same issues you're bringing up you've kind of built your yeah. your model on, but you know it, clearly they're aware of that. They're not stupid. And um, it's been interesting to see Jim happily just being like, yeah, I know deep down this is absolute ridiculous hypocritical statements that we're making, but we're going to do what we mm. can to get in the way of this and, and sting and ruin Phil's fucking lunch, which I think he did. As I said, he was sitting there at the game wars, looked fuming. Um, yeah, I, I mean... Probably so, fucking four hours like long. Because it backs up my reason to have two consoles. Like, yeah, yeah. The more parallels there are sometimes, in a real selfish way, I go, well, this is a justified... Like, I'm safe. Whatever yeah. happens, it don't matter. I can do whatever I like. It yeah. don't matter. But sometimes I like to know. Because like, really, I could play pretty much everything I play on the Xbox on a PlayStation <coughs> if I wanted to. Yeah, I play the Xbox more than the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just quite like the idea that there's some things on the Xbox or whatever that actually give me a pretty good reason to play it just beyond the fact that I just like the console yeah. which is a ridiculous reason to do anything um, but yeah it doesn't I don't know I get the more and more I get the feeling like this ain't going to happen and if it is going to happen it, mm. it's not going to have any real impact on the on Call of Duty for example mm. because I reckon whatever they'll do they'll just go yeah, we'll just make it available and continue to make it available for all the other consoles. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. I'm kind of fifth. I was pretty sure it would go through. So much so that I bought stocks of Activision Blizzard, expecting them to to, to mm. close the deal and sell it higher. wasn't like loads oh, yeah, of yeah. weren't loads of money, but I thought well, this is just a, this feels like a really easy bet. Now I'm sitting here <sighs> and stock prices in the toilet a bit. So I'll, mm. if I cash out now, I'll lose money. I've got to hope that Phil's lawyers can get yeah, this yeah. through. Otherwise, I just chucked away a couple of hundred quid. Well, you know, it's 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 the game you play. Sometimes you've yeah. got to speculate to accumulate, and uh, sometimes it goes in the toilet, and sometimes it doesn't. But these deals, 
I always thought this deal was going to be quite complex, um, especially because Jim set out his stall quite yeah. early on that he was going to be as disruptive as he could be. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where it goes. I mean, I, you know, it's. I, I feel like they've got them over the barrel a little bit with this whole, you know, you play, you're pleading you're going to do right by, the, yeah. you know, the gamers, but previous well, purchases. If this is it, look, the FTC statement claims, quote, Microsoft decided to make several of Bethesda's titles, including Starfield and Redfall, Microsoft exclusives, despite assurances mm. it had given to the European antitrust authorities that it had no incentive to withhold games from rival consoles, end quote. So, so basically, you've lied to us before, mate. Who's to say you ain't going to do it again? Fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice, shame on me, all that bollocks. Yeah, it's... um. Interesting. I mean, we've mm. we've been quite restrained in talking about every little update because it was just getting silly at one point where every week yeah. it was mm. just like watching these ridiculous statements play out. But this was a this is a big development. This is now the next stage. This is the you know, Microsoft will fight, they've got the money to fight it. They would rather mm. not have to do this. So we will see. I still think there might be concessions agreed and FTC then go, Okay, if you agree to do this, then we ain't gotta do this court thing. But if not, mm. it's going to be a long, drawn-out process. As we know, the courts, particularly for things like this, are not uh, particularly quick, I would hasten to guess. Um, no. I mean, at the very least, it's going to elongate the process. Oh. And again, Jim's sitting there with his whiskey feet up, laughing it away, because he goes, the longer this goes on, yeah. the better for me, because existing agreements continue. Yes. And I'll be cackling all the way to the bank with that. But any any more major developments, obviously, we'll check in and see. But for now, we'll await and see where that goes. But the Federal Trade Commission getting up Phil's arse, it seems. So look, the Game Awards are done and dusted. The most controversial thing in gaming, it seems. You have people crying every year about nominees and who wins it, who didn't win it. Um, no rules. I looked through the... Well, I watched the show, first of all. It was better than hmm. previous years. I did, as I mentioned earlier, fell asleep a little bit because I was hungover. So I had a little nap during some of the bits and pieces. But no real controversies for the, the, the game of the year. Elden Ring won. I think we, mm. we both said that we'd be surprised if that didn't get it. it. God of War or nothing really was going to be able to, mm. to to even attempt to challenge it. And it came through and Elden Ring run it. So that's, that's, that's in the books. Um, obviously, these these particular events are packed full of trailers and games and... All sorts. It's as much as a marketing showcase as it is a an award ceremony at the end of the day. But did you did you see anything that, that tickled your fancy? Anything in there at all that you thought, oh, that's a nice little trailer. I wasn't expecting that. I've got a couple of things, but I don't think it was um, any sort of major like wow moments that you might expect of an E3 gone past. But it was still some interesting stuff lurking. Not really. I mean, I think... <laughs> the most interesting bit was when that little kid come up on on stage. Right, what's he involved. talking about? Is I assume that was no, that wasn't scripted. Right, he was talking about Bill Clinton winning Game of the Year or something. He come up and just went Bill Clinton. Like what? <laughs> what's he doing? What's he getting involved? How? How does that happen? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Honestly, I don't know. It, it, <laughs> so yeah, so, I just got loads. Of, uh, so loads of tweets of people just tweet tweeting Bill Clinton. Yeah. Right. Well, before I'd um, seen it, I saw the comments saying, "Oh, congratulations to Bill Clinton 
you know, for winning game of the year. And I was like, what the fuck? What's glanced, Bill Clinton? I glanced at it. I thought it was just some stupid YouTube comment, you know, how people yeah. just write random shit in. And then as it was winding down, he, he popped up and no one mm. seemed to be pressing to stop him, sort of let him have his, yeah. his say. And then they, I saw the, like, the security scrambling sort of towards the back end. Mm. They, they zoomed out to try and like cover it up I guess but he was still waffling away about old Billy that probably was the best part of the show I was going to say do you not think it's weird though that they it's like the game awards of the year Mm. but then there's this kind of focus on like it's a marketing thing yeah like I I don't know I just I mean it it make you know I'm not naive (laughs) I understand why but I just find it a bit odd yeah like it's kind of like it should be a celebration of everything that's been good that year and then you kind of immediately on to what's next what's next what's coming yeah. yeah well i think yeah. the, i think that to be fair when we something we talk about let's live in a, 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 a realistic world and in reality i just don't think many people would sit down and watch just an award show yeah. like if they just said we're just going to run through these two dozen awards people are going to come up mm. and you know, people well, like Chris, the Chris, Oscars. If people who watches that though all people watched last time was Will Smith slapping that poor bloke. What's his name? Chris Rock, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah. all anyone. But, that's all anyone was talking about. But no one sits there and watches the fucking four hours of waffle. Yeah. I mean, Christopher Judge, who won best uh, performer or best actor for Kratos, mm. he was up there for eight minutes waffling away. He was trying to suck the life out of them. Al Pacino was handing out an award. He couldn't read the teleprompter. <laughs> if you've not seen it. Just what is the first award? Just watch that. It's like fifteen minutes of agony. Part of it's Christopher Judge's speech, and part of it's Al trying to fucking read the scripts. Clearly Why struggling. Why for eight minutes? I didn't see that bit. Eight minutes. Yeah, he's just thanking people. I mean, it's quite. I guess it's. I don't know. You, you know, it's probably quite a proud moment. I guess, and mm. you know, for something like acting, it's not a solo endeavour but it kind of is yeah. um, yeah. you've got to rely on the writing being there to, to help you mm. but generally he plays a really good Kratos I mean he, he does yeah, let's, let's be frank it's, it is really good but he was just yeah he was loving it he was absolutely wow. lapping it up and we'd already had just like minutes before Al just really struggling the poor bloke he looks so old poor old cunt this tiny little text or something that he's trying <laughs> to do <laughs> It was just, and obviously because there's certain like punchlines or a flow to it, the way it's been written. Yeah, he he clearly did it. Do you want to just have a look to see what it says? Just to get now, just he was just lost. It was really, uh, it was quite sad to see in a way. Just seeing poor Al struggling because no one can help him. He's just got to persevere and try for the best. Poor fucker, but no. um, In terms of like announcements. We saw there wasn't really that a lot of things really. There was a lot. Sorry, there was a lot of things, but I guess from my perspective, Death, Death Stranding Two has been confirmed, so I can build those fucking roads <laughs> Road again. Yeah, yeah, I'm well up for that. So I was surprised to see that because I just assumed that it was probably happening, but maybe not as quick as as, as what mm. they'd uh, I, I'd, I'd anticipated. Star Wars Jedi Survivor got a little gameplay trailer. Looks good. I don't know if you played the Fallen Order. It's on Game Pass. Do you not like Star yeah. Wars? I thought you'd. I do like Star Wars, but third person. I... It's like a little Uncharted. It's not really Uncharted at all. But no, I've never really played the the single solo um, 
uh, Star Wars games. I don't know yeah. why they've just never appealed to me, despite really liking Star Wars as a as a franchise. Yeah, fair enough. That's coming in March. I'll no doubt play that because I enjoyed the the first mm. one. Saw some Tekken Eight. So Adkins will be absolutely loving that. Horizon Forbidden West gets some DLC. The Burning Shores. So, mm. um, I always say I'm going to play the DLCs when they come out, and I very rarely stick to that because there's normally a new game on the horizon and I think well, yeah. I'm best served doing that but I'm, I may I will commit to that because I do I did enjoy that game um, a lot from software so these are the Elden Ring and Soulsborne chaps they've announced Armoured Core 6 Fires of Rubicon now I've never seen suddenly where all these Armoured Core fans have come from I'd what, going mental about it. Oh, hang on a minute. Have you played the old games? They're all right. They're all right, but they're not. They're not. They're not Elden Ring. <laughs> but I think because it's from software now, anything they do yeah, is going to get that. Fuck. Yeah, they made a fucking VR game that was crap <laughs> after Bloodborne. So I don't know. Armored Core is not what I'm looking for out of that studio, if I'm honest. But. People will buy anything. We've got Final Fantasy 16's release date being confirmed and some more trailers. Ah, Cyberpunk's Phantom Liberty DLC got a little trailer. And yeah, I saw... Yeah. Many weeks ago, probably about two months ago, I said on a podcast, Idris Elba is going to yeah. be the star in that game. Mm. And now we have confirmation. So who are the real insiders in this industry? Is, wow. it, is it me? It's not me. It didn't come from me. I won't tell you. I'll, I'll even tell you where it came from because that'll give away the source. But uh, these dimp tentacles going long and wide into the ether of the the video game world. Um, mm. But really, those were the sort of the, the things I picked out. There's this crime boss, Rocky City, which looks awful in one ways, but like it's a clear rip off of Grand Theft Auto, like Vice City, but first person. So. Loads of famous people in that. Michael Rooker. Um, this is what I mean. When you said, is there anything that jumped out to you? It's like, no. No, it's, no, no. it's not. Like, it, it, I can understand why some of them did to you, but yeah, I'm just a bit like... Mm. No. no, it's fair enough. But the Game Awards are done for this year. <clears throat> the crying has stopped. Yeah. And we'll be moving on to 2023. The DICE Awards and GDC Awards will be sometime in March. And then uh, that'll be that. Well, look, that's... Close the podcast out, or this, this this section of the podcast, with the final results for the Fantasy Game League. I ran it at five o'clock, as the uh, the rules dictate that I wrote myself and forgot. I used to get the timings. And that's it. The Fantasy Gaming League is now officially finished. So in the championship showdown between Paper and Parky, unsurprisingly, Paper has finished second in that endeavour. Parky is number one. He is the new Fantasy Gaming League champion so well done to parky for that great performance from him 831 versus 809 an average of 84 versus an average of eight uh, uh, sorry 82 um so parky's won that and the grand prix which is where logan's at you have officially won unbelievable the scenes. nearly man tag is gone you've <laughs> held off adkins in the end 807 versus 803 so Comfortable in the end, but there was yeah. there was ups and downs during that because the scores were very fluid this year. But um, an average of eighty two, eight oh seven takes you home. Adkins will 
forever rue this opportunity. He'd done the Spurs, as we said. Maybe that was their chance to win the league when Leicester won it, and he's he's lost out by four points. Quick faults. I mean, a proud moment. Now, no, now you've got a tag. You know, sort of use it as a comedy yeah. launching board, saying you haven't won anything, so there's nothing to say when we introduce you. Now, you'll always be known as a Grand Prix winner. Yeah, I mean, I, I after I started off this year with a load of blanks and stuff, I thought <laughs> I've blown it again. Like literally, you know, false start straight off the grid. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, I think what we said weeks ago, where I was like, I need Pentiman to 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 do something unexpected, and it yeah. and it has. Well, not unexpected, but it's kind of hit the maximum it could have done. Yeah, it's maximised. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think getting that has obviously really helped. And you know, Sonic was a little bit higher than we perhaps thought it might be. It's pretty much hit where we thought it would be. Yeah. Um, that kind of has, has swung it because after. After football manager, I was a bit like, oh, I've dropped some points there yeah. and that's not really coming where I wanted it to. So, yeah, you know, I'm really pleased. I, you know, I've been giving it a go over, well, I've been giving it a go ever since we started and yeah. never really got there from, and I feel like I've probably been the most unlucky person in some ways. <laughs> I with, would agree. With how it's it's all kind of unfolded. So, so yeah, I'm pleased to finally sort of get that off my back and, uh We'll see what happens next year. Probably completely flunk it. Well, we'll see. Absolutely. So there's still discussions going on with various parties mm. around any changes. May, may, there might not be. We'll see. Well, all that news will come in due course. But congratulations for yourself. That's a that's a great performance. And um, yeah, 2022 Grand Prix winner is Logan, and the FGL champion for 2022 is Parky. Anyway, we're going to transition into some opinions on God of War. Said the Platinum Brothers, of myself and Adkins waffle on for about 48 minutes or so so you've got a nice meaty look at that spoiler free as usual um and you'll we'll give you their opinions the only fault sometimes when i finish those things i have faults afterwards and think i should have said that the only fault that comes to mind for this is that without giving too much away about the scoring and whatnot and what our conclusion was i would be disappointed if by the end of this generation, God of War Ragnarok hasn't been lapped in some way. Like, if that's still one of the pinnacle games, I feel like we're on the cusp of we should be getting more, and it's it's kind of maximised last gen and, and the start of this gen, what, what we can expect. But if we're sitting here in five years' time and that's still top of the list, I don't think things have moved on as perhaps as much as we were expecting or hoping for. Um so yeah, if this came, if this came out in five years' time, for example, I think it would have a different perspective because we'd have experienced hopefully some more games. But still, generally loved it, and uh, we'll um, we'll talk about our, the things we like, things we didn't like, and where we fall overall. So that's enough to treat you there, Logan. Thanks once again for joining me. One more episode for the year. So next <laughs> next week, unless something absurd happens news wise, it'll be the year in review, and then we'll be off for a couple of weeks. But we'll have hopefully the quiz and um don't know if we're going to do a results show for the fantasy gaming league we'll see we'll see what's happening but there'll be the quiz will be there to see people out but the last sort of normal episode will be coming to your airways next week and it'll be our year in review of 2022 but we're going to transition to god of war ragnarok myself and adkins chatting your way through that and we'll see you on the other side
Here we are then, back with some game impressions to close out this edition of Idle Game Chat. Joined by Lashit himself, Tom Adkins, Nyad Cock. And we're here to talk about the one, the only, God of War Ragnarok. Boy. Boy. Doesn't say boy as much. So I thought that they've really... I think they had to. I don't think they could get away with just that happening again because it became a bit of... You know, everyone basically ruined it because they kept saying boy. So I, I would imagine they were, were cognizant of that and thought we can't allow people to keep saying that and we won't. Mm. But um, no, this is, uh, I don't know, well, I, I would say combined our most anticipated game for a while. Yeah. I'm trying to, th- I'm, you know, I'm thinking back like 20, 2022, you know, that was probably our, it probably is our highest yeah. anticipated. 2021. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything usurping it from there. No. Probably have to go back to The Last of Us Part 2 for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking Another that. Sony. Oh, they're fanboys. Fanboys. Well, they make some great games usually, so mm. they're always there to be hyped up. But yeah, this is the this is the big one. This is the Norse mythology being concluded also. So not, oh. the, not the trilogy that many were speculating on. I assumed would happen. This is a, a one-two punch from Sony Santa Monica and oh, cool. we're going to reveal our opinions on it. Um, in terms of cards on the table, I don't know if we need to do too much other than just reiterate that from my own perspective, really big fan of 2018 God of War, cool. um, platinum worthy, one of the, mm. one of the games of last generation for sure in my, in my book. And, um, Absolutely love that game. I think it's a really pound for pound one of the one of the great video games we've had for a long, long time. But yeah, what about yourself? God of War twenty eighteen, and you're, you've got a much more experience with the franchise in, as a whole. Yeah. I've actually only played God of War three. All the rest have oh, been gosh, caught up yeah. on through watching right. game movies. So God of War three, oh. and then twenty eighteen was my kind of experience. But you've got the whole franchise going back. Literally the old franchise. I, oh, I think I, I think I literally, I don't remember buying them on PS. Did I have it on PS2? Or was I PS3? I, I think I started on PS3. I think I may have played them on two, like mm. a little bit around something else. I didn't, and I don't think I ever owned one. But then when they came out, they'd done like a classics re- HD remaster on the PS3. Yeah. And I bought that and it was one and two. Then um, they'd done the two PSP games. I think three came out actually. I bought three and was like, oh, three was like one of my favourite games. Probably yeah. at that time, it was up there, fucking top five. Yeah. Um, then the PS, they've done the collection part two, which was the two PSP games. Mm. And then they did Ascension, which was like the right at the end of the PS3 life. Which was surprised they never remastered that because that was a really good game. That's sort of like a prequel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, I've been a fan from day dot almost. Um, yeah, the old way, and then was so up for the new one. Played it, loved it, platinumed it like yourself. Mm. And yeah, have been definitely anticipating this one. Yeah, we finally, Since then. finally got our hands on it. And just to so people know how long we've kind of spent with the game or what we've done, we've both got the platinum. Um, cool. So two platinum brothers here down. to talk about Ragnarok. Reasonably. I'm gonna say easy, but low no. low taxing. I, I did low it all taxing. without looking anything up either. So mm. collectibles and whatnot. 
it all felt findable. I mean, I could have saved, I could have shaved off ten hours had I not been doing it. That yeah, way. but um, I, don't, I don't believe they had that option in the first game, unless I completely missed it. I mean, I did use a guide for the first one, mm. especially for them Ravens. But in this one, yeah, they had it like the little sections, didn't they? So you could find where bits was. Unless I did use a guide for one raven, I must admit, I could not find it. <laughs> Bet it was in that fucking desert level. Yeah, exactly it was. Yeah. I know I know what you're talking about, because I'm, I'm always certain everyone is, is really struggling to find that, and I was yep. just fucking lucky that I found that. But mm. I know others have also been struggling, but yeah, yeah I managed to, to, to get through it without any, any guides or anything. I don't think I've... Well, the Platinum of the 2018 one, only only earlier in 2022, because I'd I'd finished it, but never gone through and done all the all the side stuff oh, and, and whatnot. Yeah, it was, quite, it was quite fair whack, to be fair, wasn't there? Yeah, and I definitely used, definitely used a guide in that one, because, yeah. Yeah. you know, I was... I wasn't yeah, I don't think they had even. this this sort of place. I don't really know what it is it's like a just sort of a bit like a resi it's not like the same where they blew tick a fucking area no, but no, it's not that helpful just, yeah it just gives you a list of the areas within yeah so each, each realm has its own kind of smaller sub area like like the beach mm. or whatever and it'll That's have it. like oh there's three ravens here and it'll tick them it'll tick them off and say you've got two out of the three so you kind of know roughly where to at least yeah. focus your you're on top. I think they may would have had that in the, in the first one, but yeah, it wasn't. See, I don't think it was as granular as this because I definitely. Right. Well, you spend a lot of the time rolling around in that fucking lake, and it's like, well, that could yeah, be, that's true. Could be anywhere, but mm. it's um, it's one of those things. Collectibles, you've uh, they're they're always yeah. they're always a bit of a chore. But I ain't gonna see Biff doing it. I'll tell you, no, that. you're not gonna see Biff <laughs> doing that. I mean, has he ever got a platinum trophy at all? No. Ah, oh, be a good thing to find out. Whilst we're going, I'm gonna search. Just gonna... I don't. The only thing he probably would is if he's completed a game where you get one for doing right. the game, and yeah, that's for it. Do- no, and he ain't even got one of them. No, he has zero platinums, young Biffrin. Mm. Got some higher ones: seventy-five percent, seventy-four percent on Spider-Man, seventy-five on Sifu. Yeah, nearly man. Yeah. Lots of seventy-two, seventy-two on Ratchet. Come on, eighty-eight yeah. percent on God of War. The original 2018 must be he must be missing stuff like the Ravens then because I know, yeah. I know he went through all the combat stuff because he wanted to get those done but um but yeah we've we've both done the done the work do you know how yeah. many hours you clocked in at because it does actually have a helpful timer on the save it does file. yes mine was just slightly over 56 hours yeah mine was 62 I think when it was all said and done and I wasted two hours at the end trying to get one of the trophies, not realizing realize not to buy things in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> I made up in my head. I made up some weird end game quest that didn't exist, <laughs> and I thought, oh, it must be hidden or something. And, uh, oh, no, and I just God. went over to the, you know, the shop, and I was like, oh, I haven't bought those items. I was like, oh, fucking hell, that's what I need. <laughs> bang, 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 and it pops. And I was like, that's oh. a real unsatisfying way to get it, but mm. got the job done in the end. Anyway, God of War Ragnarok. The follow-up, the one-two punch from from 2018 to close off the the Norse saga. Did Eric do anything on the first game? He would have been involved. He would have been a senior lead or some sort of. I was very surprised that combat. I think I don't know. Yeah, but very surprised. He. Did, I mean, they did this with the original trilogy. Mm. Um, Corey stepped up and then took a back seat, and then done. I don't even know if he was involved in the third. I'm not no. sure, but. Um, 
But yeah, he's sort of done this. He's, well, he's Jaffe led, did the first one, didn't he? And then I think. Oh yeah, that's Corey right. did the second. And Corey one. was like an environmental yeah. artist, wasn't he? Then Corey took over. And then I think did Corey do three or did he? I can't bloody remember. Can't remember. But yeah, so Eric's taken the reins on this one. Yeah, which I think we kind of speculated that. There's some concerns going into this one. Yeah. And we, it's funny, actually. We haven't actually spoken about this game really at all. Normally, we're in no. each other's fucking WhatsApps going, cool, yeah, yeah, cool. Not even a, a sausage, really, other than like no, some really... I hate it. Really, yeah. I, well, exactly. I, we may have had a real so. torrid time. So. <laughs> let's get in. I don't know where to start. I mean, hmm. let's do a bit of like narrative. And obviously, we'll narrative. be... No spoilers here, no as spoilers. per usual. Um what I would say about the the narrative, obviously, it's the, the conclusion of this of the of the Norse saga. Um, mm. A much this is sort of a theme with the the game itself. I would say is expansion, um, mm. not expansion pack or anything. As in, the scope of it has been expanded. Like there's more characters. Just yeah, scene by scene, there's more characters that you'll come across during the world. There's more perspectives that you'll see, and I think this comes at a relatively minor cost. I think I think on balance, this is some. This is kind of how I'm doing it. Is comparing it a lot to 2018 because it's yeah. you know the fast follower. Um, I think I preferred the more intimate story that 2018 told, which is mm. you know all, almost solely about Kratos really kind of struggling to become a. And not horrible dad, basically, not and, <laughs> yeah. and you know, kind of take the reins from that perspective. And um, mm. in Ragnarok, this is not just about Kratos' story. This is yeah. this is as much about Kratos, Atreus, sorry, as it is about Kratos, sort of like a coming yeah. of age type tale there. Mm. Um, and the other supporting characters, nearly all of them have some form of arc, you know, mm. and there's insight into them and, 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 and what they're up to. And they've got their own issues and things that kind of need to be borne out during this, this game. And we even get, you know, insight and perspective into the Asgardians, you know, the mm. Odin's kind of family and whatnot, which as a, you know, an antagonist, you don't normally get, you don't normally see what's kind of what's going on the other side of the fence. You do get glimpses into that, which is an interesting kind of thing. But overall, that in, all this kind of, extra development increases the scope everything's bigger it's grander mm. but i think i preferred the more centralized more. core of 2018 on balance mm. but yeah yeah um fully aware that obviously because this is a because of the, because of the way the, the first game kind of plays out mm. they it start it is Kratos' story but because of the events that transpire like it's involving other people all throughout that game, you're kind of treading on people's toes and getting in the way. And it's, you know, it's, it, it, the, the next stage logically would be what they've given us here, I think. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I completely understand why they did it. Um, mm. I just felt like there was, there's, there's some really, really strong moments in this. Yes. Really still, yeah. they still have that. It's absolutely mm. not a, a bad story. It's still excellent. But mm. in comparison to 2018, I preferred the limited scope. What say you? Did you prefer this sort of. Not end, uh, not end game, I, but it kind of gave me no, vibes of that almost. That yeah, it's this big, it like, boom, here we go. Yeah, which is maybe it, what you expect for the conclusion of a of a saga. Yeah, no, I think I, I'm with you on this. I do it as well. 
I feel it very does run parallel with The Last of Us. I think when you look at The Last of Us, <laughs> the first story is a simple story of they yes. have one goal, get yeah. this girl to the Fireflies, boom. It's that intimate story about the, those two. Mm-hmm. Then two comes along and you're like, right, what the fuck are we going to do with this? Boom. Yeah. And then two happens. You're like, wow, fuck. Okay, I didn't yeah. anticipate that. I think it's a very similar story here. You've got Kratos and Atreus. Take your ashes to the highest mountain. Boom, that yeah. story. This, you're like, what the fuck are they going to do then? And again, <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's sort of, I yeah did wonder, I had concerns to think, well, you know, how flawless that game was, how brilliant and yeah. in scope, what were they going to do with this? Um, yeah, I do, I think I, just in general, I prefer those type of intimate stories. and Yeah. This, this, like I, that could have been a standalone for on its own, and then wash it hands down. Sure, we would have wanted more. Yeah, but but yeah, I, that's not to say that this is in any way a bad story. But yeah, yeah, I definitely prefer it. I think. Yeah. Just. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not a cut and dry. But I think that definitely. And also, and look. To be fair, Ragnarok does in in spite of the scenario. In the, this is the scenario with people. Mm. Care to admit it or not, or not? God of War twenty eighteen was at a massive advantage because it was a brand new take on a beloved franchise. Like it, yeah. was, it was new, it was fresh, it was exciting. Mm. Ragnarok loses that entire kind of, yeah. you know, that that new feeling. It doesn't have that advantage of coming springing nah. a trap on you and saying, "Yeah, here we go." You didn't expect this from us in terms of yeah. just the, the gameplay elements as well. The whole thing is is a retreading of stuff that's already been established. So it loses yeah. all those kind of advantages that a brand new fresh take that 2018 had and yet mm. still delivers, I think, a faithful and a good conclusion to this arc, this this mythology yeah. as, as they've kind of been building it up as. So mm. prefer 2018 for sure, but this yeah. is still good stuff. Don't be concerned too much. Unless you're really like only interested in you know the the core kind of relationship of Kratos and Atreus, and whilst that is the focus, it goes a lot more places, involves a lot more people. Therefore, the overall sort of pacing is is slightly different to that. And it's, yeah. it's as I said, it's grander, it's bigger, um, very bigger, longer, longer, bigger, yeah. faster, longer. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> uncut. Mm. Um, speaking of uncut, there is like you can tell they didn't cut anything from this bloody game. Oh no! It I didn't. It's I when I was listening to a, uh, a a a podcast about it, a spoiler cast after I'd finished it, and I completely forgot at the same time that it's continued on with their one cut thing again, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it sort of passed me by this time just because I think I was so used to it. In but again, that's game. another. That's another advantage yeah. it doesn't have. Like it loses. No, exactly. It, but you, that, you're already like shrugging your shoulders, going, "Well, that's just how it is." Like exactly. it's no longer like a special, really like incredible feat of a video game because yeah. you've, you've seen it once and it still is. So, yeah, it's definitely all those things that you know and love are, are there, and um, mm. they really did pack this game full of content and side bits and pieces, and it really is dense yeah. and that. There are entire sort of zones and areas that you you will visit in this game that would be DLC would be mm-hmm. part of a season pass in in lesser games. You, yeah, I couldn't believe sometimes just how it kept expanding, and I was like, "This is just mm. this is this is incredible, really." Um, and 
one of the criticisms of the first one was people going, well, you're rolling around that Lake of Nine for 35 hours. It's fucking boring. <laughs> they, they've basically taken that criticism to heart and you've got <laughs> far more places yeah, to explore. And it's not just the numbers of like, oh, you've got a number no. of different areas, the open areas to go and explore and, you know, mess around in. It's the diversity of the environments as well. They're mm. all individual. They're all different. There's mm. far many more realms for you to go off and do. So it really is in terms of just a, a content kind of bag. If you look at it from that perspective, yeah. you've got a ton here. Um, the question is that people have is, was there too much content? Now, did you do the classic clear down what's there, then move on? Or did you do a bit of a hybrid of, I'll start doing that and then towards the back end think, cool, this is heating up. I'll leave I some did, stuff and then go back to it. As far as I could go, I'd done everything that was available to me. Mm. I didn't clear down in terms of percent like that checklist thing. I didn't no. do that. But I did do any available side quests and clear up jobbies as far as I could go before I carried on with the main story. Yeah. Um but then yeah, I was coming against up against things that were I was like, right, this clearly isn't for right now. This no. is a comeback job because I'm getting my ass kicked right now. Yeah, you'll even like get to like <clears throat> random chests and you'll you'll think, how do I figure this out? And you'll chuck the axe at what you think's there and they'll say, No, you haven't got what no. you need yet. And it's like, they Oh, okay, I'll, I'll come back. The only thing the negative with that is that they still mm. don't log these blocked paths or these blocked chests on your map anywhere so you just have to kind of remember there's something back there to go and do as and when you're kind of able to do i really think that's a Mm. i was annoyed me in the first one it annoyed me in this one and and you know speaking of things they could have addressed and perhaps should have addressed that fucking map still crap yeah that map it's useless yeah that is it is very art it looks nice you put that up on the put that up on the warm frame it you'd be like cool beautiful but (laughs) aesthetics are beautiful (laughs) usability as a as a functional tool it really is a Mm. piece of crap the piece of crap yeah and while we're kicking it while we're down as well go on booty one that fucking we only thought you told me about it it was i did not know about it and it was fighting those enemies those tougher enemies they're different colored elf bars i was like right why weren't there a tutorial about that either i missed it completely it went over i had no I, I don't think you i never saw it and i what i look at all the tutorials i mean you could easily miss it but a lot of people again i've spoken to i wasn't aware of that either trying to work out what the colors are it's like yeah it doesn't really kind of overly tell. I don't think it tells you the first one. No, the only I reason I knew is because I just sussed it out playing the first one again mm-hmm. in, in 2022 just to I do see. the rerun. I was like, oh, that's what the colours mean. They're diff- Purple, yeah. you're going to struggle. Red, no chance, son. You want to get down to orange and yellow levels. If you've got a green, yeah. you'll piss it. So <laughs> there's definitely issues like they could have ironed out. The People will moan about the fast travel as well because you have to go yeah. through the bloody realm door. It, it's all very mechanical. Now, I appreciate that because... You know me, I don't like this going into a map and fast travelling with no context. No. And this adds that. But I'm a, I'm a mental case. Most people mm. just want to get to the next fucking area. Yeah. And they, they kind of left that in there. Probably, if we're speculating, a symptom of it being on the PS4. Because mm. instant yeah. kind of loading is possible. We've seen it on the PS5. But when you've got that yeah. old slot that you've got to 
Dev four. Cater four. Yeah. I noticed that every time I went into that room, I found if you don't move your character, just stay still. It appears right in front of you. Yeah. And then if you look behind, it started up there. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, now I've got to run around to it. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. So right. they didn't improve things like that, which the which and the map as well were things that were, were criticised for, and the and the one that mm. kind of irritated me was no no logging of blocked paths. It's kind of like mm. Metroid Metroidvania yeah. one hundred one. Like you kind of want to know that mm. there's a blocked path there, so you can go back and and unlock it when you've got whatever you need to get there. So that's the the booting from that side of things. But content mm. wise, we've got a. A packed game. Did the Plethora. so did the 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 amount of side activities for you slow mm. down the core narrative a little bit? Because I found no. that I would, I'm sure one time I spent a good eight hours between main quests because I had so much stuff that I could suddenly do. Yeah, and then I would go back and I thought, oh, this is fine. And like the pacing's fine, I didn't really feel it. But then in hindsight, no. I was thinking, I wonder if I'd have enjoyed the main narrative if I just kept on that and, on and ticked it along quicker or not. Yeah, it's hard it's, to say now, but it's, it's yeah, not how I played it. It felt relevant because it didn't feel like I was at first. Like I think I, I remember getting to a point where I was like, fucking hell, I've been doing this for ages. Yeah. But it felt natural. It felt natural doing it. Yeah. It didn't feel like I was going, right, I'm going off to do side stuff now. There's even a few points in the game where they sort of advise you to go off and do they, stuff. The characters like say, we can stay yeah. and explore if you like. We're not in a rush. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Yeah, because how it. many of these fucking games do you play with the world's ending or whatever? And they're like, <laughs> quick! And you're like, well, hang on, I've got to go and find these flowers. Exactly. They, they give you permission in this game to go off and explore. Mm. I love just that little small detail to encourage yeah. that, and I took full advantage of that when I had my chances. Yeah. No, I don't think it disrupted the pacing at any point, but no, there definitely was a section where I was like, God, I ain't been on that site, that main <laughs> mission for a while. I better get back there soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, everything felt sort of natural and it felt relevant to the story. It weren't sort of. Oh, fetch quest, go and get that from over there. It was always, like you say, it was either an extension of a story of another character. Yeah. Or it was, uh, I don't know, it was just quite fun doing the missions or the little set objects you could do. Yeah. Um, It was like, like them, there was like the bosses, not like sort of, what they call them, like sub bosses. Yeah. <laughs> mini yeah. boss, sorry, mini boss, them little fucking things that come out of the ground. Just, <laughs> yeah. you'd be like, all of a sudden, you'd be like walking around, like, oh, fuck, right, here we go, big boy, let's go. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I quite enjoyed the size. And I, I, overall, I felt there was enough that it was just on the cusp of like, like, that's perfect amount mm. or if there was another couple of you know another five hours of that thing i've been like all right fucking hell that's enough now yeah but i felt there was overall that was the perfect amount i'd say yeah. and yeah felt natural and relevant yeah i mean the good thing with the way they've kind of structured the game is that you don't have to do that stuff to mm. to get through the main campaign you don't really need to do any side stuff they'll give you the, the tools and the levels that you need to get through that it's only when you want to tackle you know all the side stuff that you really need to make sure you know, your Kratos is like leveled up to a high standard because you're going to need mm. the best gear to do the harder stuff. But mm. um, I like the fact that it is, I think anyone could sit there and ignore that and just go back to it at the end and it will feel just as natural. Like you've got all these kind of adventures stored up to, to tackle in post game or as we did it, you can play it 
as you're going and you you kind of adventuring on the side which is uh which works both ways i think that's a sign of some good balance there because uh, a lot of games don't really give you the time to breathe and dive into the side stuff even if it's just narratively they're always up your ass about the the impending doom and you're like all right i best best save the world then (laughs) let's bloody get on with that shall we the main meat and potatoes of this game though in my view Mm. is that combat Mm. This is what people come to the show to experience. Is yeah. Kratos and his and his axe and his blades and his all these different skills and his his tool sets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think they really stepped up a significant level here. Um, yeah. More fluid, more mm. vertical. You know, you mm. can you can hook shot mm. your way up to things. There's enemies up on higher levels, not just on one mm. horizontal plane. It's exciting. It's intense. And I'll tell you what they've done, which was fantastic. The most minor detail that people just fly over people's heads. And in a game where it's a sequel, mm. they will give... This happened throughout the whole game, which just adds to how good it is. There was the little conversations with Mimir yeah. where if you listen carefully, he will explain to you exactly why his weapons have gone back to... to yeah. Um, one like yep. level one. Why he can't use? There's even conversations as to why he can't use his um, uh, Greek um, yeah. magic or skills he used to do. They they make it known that like yeah, you end the you end the first game. You're like fucking this powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. You start this game that's like what weeks, months after the the first one ends. So or two, whatever. two winters. Winters, now, how long's a winter? Years. Is what I would ask people, well, and people is, never yeah. managed to answer that because they say winter's winter coming on that on that bloody Game of Thrones. How long was that? Oh, decade. Yeah. These blokes decade. are gods as well. Exactly. So everyone went, "Oh, Atreus has grown up too quick," and I was like, "He's a god. He might grow up in like five minutes compared to you. Yeah, exactly. You're nothing but a mere mortal to him. Mere mortal. But yeah, that's great. So they never explain that. You get a sequel and you go, "Right, fucking hell. Like you think, like, yeah, Lara Croft, where's all your game? skills gone? You can't. You yeah, can't. she's like, do that oh, I don't know." Ago. But they give a great explanation to that. It's very minimal. Like oh, yeah, is it? will fly over people's heads. But no, no, I definitely noticed that early on when they kind of they chat that about brain, it. That brain go, oh, right, now that's why I'm exactly. restarting everything. You've got that fucking act. You go, well, this was fully upgraded about 10 hours ago. Come on. Yeah, the, the more you can keep Rodney and Ronnie happy with these contextualizations, <laughs> yeah. the, the better you're normally fair with us. Mm. But, yeah, the, the, the overall combat's excellent. Overall and combat, yeah. coupled with more enemy variety in yeah. particular the sub bosses because what was the yeah. other criticism you keep fighting those fucking trolls fucking trolls yeah not anymore there's trolls in the game the but there's a lot very there's very a lot far and few between. For, for, yes there's they are more, indeed which i assumed was another subject of um metroidvania there was about four or five i found that were just like statues. Like, yeah. oh, I'll come back later and there'll be real thing. They never did. I was like, oh. No, no, we, we, maybe we haven't discovered so. Maybe we well, can't work it out. But yeah, there's, um, there's, they, it's, I think they're playing with that whole yeah, troll that thing. Whole... They, they, they're poking fun at themselves with those, those trolls that are locked down. There's like a little narrative, like small story thread about that. It's quite, it's quite funny to mm. follow. Um, but they've kind of replaced the trolls with the deluge of, different mm. sub-bosses and whatnot, and I, in my opinion, creates another best-in-class combat experience. It really is just fucking phenomenal. 
what yeah. say you on the combat front and the the enemies that you get to take down with it? Because you've got all the oh, fucking epic brilliant. bosses are still there as well. They're back to yeah. cause problems. It's yeah. it really is something once no, it's in, it's, when it's in full flow. It's really good, and so they've changed the, the what they've changed up as well. Even with the cut, like you you start off with the the axe and the the thing the blades. I was thinking at first I was thinking are they going to cut that off completely because of that. You know, it's the old Spartan way. Yeah. Are you, are you literally going to go back to just the axe? But they don't. They start you back off. And I was thinking, okay, this is going to be the same skill trees for yeah. both. Nope, they completely change all the fucking skill trees as well. Yeah. There's moves I had in the first one. I remember I had this move where you could throw the axe at someone and it would hit them and then it would come back and it would you'd, it would be like frozen or That's whatever. It, yeah. Frost. Frost thing, but yeah. that, no, that weren't to be seen. Now you fucking hold it down, you've got a frozen X Bosch, you can do it straight off the dot, it's fucking quality. But just the arsenal that you have is just brilliant to it. Like, and what is it, for every weapon you have, is it L1 has like a light um, runic attack, then you have a heavy runic attack, yeah. then you have your skills that you have, you really... It it sounds convoluted, like you're like fucking hell. Am I going to remember to do all these combos? <laughs> yeah, these fucking moves. And I've got these four runic attacks. Then I've got one on the fucking L one and zero. Like then my companions got bows yeah, to be fired at, and, yeah. and, a, and a fucking runic attack as well. It's on cooldown. You're like, oh, That's it. you're like Jesus Christ. But once you start getting that and start sort of like experimenting with this, you can be an absolute fucking barn. You can wipe through enemies. Look, say so you still get your fucking ass handed to you in, say, in some areas. Yeah. Um, you get some of the big boys come through them fucking gates or missed things. You're like, cool, I wasn't expecting this. But, yeah, you do feel like a fucking badass. And like you say, it's there's a new stretch of ver- verticality. Get these moves now, straight off the bat. Uh, death from above, you never had that before. No, yeah, you can launch off of a, you know, a, a higher kind of plane down onto a lower plane and just wreak havoc on whatever's below you and just annihilate the smaller enemies. It's, uh, mm. you can really get into a, a, a nice flow. Um, yeah. What I also liked as well is they sort of implement, sort of, they did, they implemented the combat into puzzle solving as well. Mm. So you had, there was like certain puzzles where you had to get, people to shoot like your companion to shoot bits and then you'd have to use one of your weapons to then yes to fucking to ignite them, um, yeah. ignite exactly yeah it was it was incredible really yeah they um, that's a that's a half decent segue into like the puzzles mm. element because i know sometimes that chaps people's ass at how much downtime there is yeah. in the game but i really do think that the downtime is not as bad as what no. people think main i a lot of the Character work's done then, so mm. like when you're wandering around trying to solve things, there's you and your your companions and Mamir chatting away. Like there's a lot that happens just mm. character. Work. Some really funny writing in this as well. It honestly, yeah, had me in fucking good. stitches sometimes. And a lot of fucking. There must have been hours upon hours in that fucking studio, especially like the likes of like Kratos and Mamir waffling just away, chatting, waffling away. Especially Mamir, I, I can listen to him for hours. Yeah, it's quality. Still the 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 world's best storyteller, that's for sure. <laughs> but um, what did you make about the whole puzzle elements and? Using that yeah. as a, you know, the the uses a transition between, quote unquote, more exciting elements. Are they required, or should this game perhaps just look at being full blast 
you know, mm. chaos with the, thought, the great combat we've just spoken about. Yeah, to be fair, I did fall. I did think, fall. I did fall. I did think it was quite light on puzzle elements. To mm. be fair on this, it was it was only just the old you know set fire to this bit, set fire to that bit. There wasn't too much like in comparison to something like Uncharted, where you know you're, you're having to figure <laughs> out puzzle or worst case scenario something like fucking. Um, Hellblade. Mm. Is it Hellblade? Yeah. Oh, Hellblade. Some of the worst puzzles yeah, ever them, in a video And they game. could have implemented them with them fucking Norse and Rooney. Oh, <laughs> Stick oh. a few of them about fucking the Lake of Nine. Go and find them, you bastard. <laughs> so they could have done stuff like that. But no, I thought it was quite light on puzzle solving, really, which sort of, I suppose it did play to its credit, really. Um but what the little that they did, like I say, I was just very impressed because they added it. So you weren't, you weren't just sat there going, right, how the fuck am I going to do this? It was just sort of like, oh, okay, I know what to do. Now I've just got to get it. There was a f- the, the only trouble I had was like there was a few, it's like the chests where you had, you had like variations of chests of how to open them. They were in the first game, weren't they? Mm. Um, and it got to a lurking it got to the point where i was like well how the fuck am i gonna do this because <laughs> i didn't know where to stand yeah um i was like right do i stand in it was more sort of a a tale of like logistics really do i go from there or there rather than sort of going well what what like what's what else do i need i knew exactly what i knew. i just didn't know where i had to be standing and what to do what would reach but no i thought it was a a, a decent medium of I think just overall, I'd say it's quite luck- lacking compare in comparison to the first game or any of PlayStation's other games. Good, one of the one of the things that it's come under fire for is that companions, quote unquote, spoiling puzzles before you've had a chance to solve them yourself. Yeah. Did did it feel like there was less puzzles just simply because half the time Amir was going, Rah! "Do that," yeah. and you're like, "All right, I was going to do it anyway, mate." Oh, well. Yeah, that is true, to be fair. <laughs> I did find that every time you sort of try and... Throw, I think my easy reaction was to throw an axe or whatever I saw. I was like, yeah, and he's like, no, nah, that's not the yeah. right one. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, he probably was, actually. They probably don't want you getting hung up on that. It's a hard balance because... because there is nothing worse playing a game that isn't a puzzle game and getting just stuck. Mm. There's, yeah. there's nothing worse than that. Nah. So I don't, I don't envy the decision made to offer those tips. Mm. Now... Obviously, there's a for people that don't want to ever find out how a puzzle works until they get really stuck because <laughs> then they'll look at the guide. Um, yeah. You could, I remember, it's, I think it's Shadow of the Tomb Raider that did it. Maybe, maybe Rise did it as well, but Shadow definitely had it where you could choose the amount of age you would get for puzzles, and it would basically you could either remove hints altogether or it would increase the frequency in which they were offered. So you you could do something like that if you were being you know, super granular about it. But I think if you're going to go one way or the other, I don't want to get stuck on something in this game mm. on the critical no. path, at least. Because the side yeah, stuff, so. they don't really give too much away. Usually they kind of leave you some of yeah. those fucking chests. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, Mimir, yeah. you've gone to sleep, mate. And he's just <laughs> silent. I'm like, Oh, you fucking chirping earlier on. Now you won't, mm. you ain't got a clue. Have you mate? Struggling. Yeah. Now there was a, there was a section as well where I was like, how the fuck do I get over there? <laughs> I could see there was a chest up there. I was like, I've got, no, I've been walking around this area. Mm. It was in that jungle. I was like, right, how the fuck do I bloody get around here? I was like, I can see something up there, and it just, it was something simple, but I just, it sort of passed me by so easily, and I was like, oh right, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, yeah, no, I think it was all right. To be fair, if you're gonna, yeah, I, if you're gonna have po- uh, puzzles in the way of a, a critical path, you have to mm. err on the side of caution because you mm. can't afford to have people stuck getting annoyed at it, especially in a game that's so good when it's kicking off. Because you'll just mm. get that people will just dig at it and say slown down by the puzzles. They're too hard. They because they're so one of the most subjective things in games. I find puzzles because yeah, you could look at it, Atkins, and get it straight away, and I'll look at it and go, "What the fuck?" Mm. Like there's no probably the other way around. But yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could happen. <laughs> it could happen the other way around or in any degree between mm. you know us and, and and them and anyone else that's doing it. It really is a it's a minefield to do. So unless your game is a puzzle game, don't yeah. hang your audience out to dry. You know, I, I get people frustrated that it's too handholding, but I just beg you to think of the, the alternative where you get no help and you sit there for 20 minutes and then you get a guide and you feel like you've cheated it. And he's like, well, mm. you don't want that. So I'll take the help of Mamir, but fucking blabbing away and giving away the, the the puzzle elements just shows that he is really the smartest man on earth as well so mm. plays into that level of context um we start to wind down a little bit anything major that you wanted to address Ooh. or comments to bring up i've got a few little small things like there's a postie here that picks up your stuff if you forget to oh, pick yeah, it up in combat fantastic. i mean destiny all over and that's just a a, a godsend in many ways yeah there was a lot of little fucking uh, quality of life improvements i found Mm. um trying to think of what else there's a small one for me when you get to an area and there's a chain that you can kick down to then access it as a shortcut later. Yeah. In the OG one, you kick it down and Kratos would immediately jump on the chain and start to go down. Right. And half yes, the time you didn't a... want to, you wanted to just kick it down and carry on. Carry on, you yeah. Know, he kicks it down and no, carries on. That is very true, yep. Yeah, that's another one. You can no, pick up and true. launch like pillars, broken pillars that are oh, on the battlefield yeah. at enemies. That's quite cool. You just mm. hit, I think it's circle, he picks it up and just fucks this massive great big boulder towards the enemies. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a there is a lot there. No, there is, no, the thing the thing that really stuck out to me that was the the just them conversations as well. Just that when you're riding around, fucking on the boat and yeah. stuff, or just the amount of information that's in there, um, and so even the the stuff that they they were talking about, like create like past experiences. So much for yeah, French, like fans of the franchise. Lots of references. There's a yeah. lots of references to his. Like uh, Mamiya's asking him about what, what it was like in Sparta and what was it yeah. like to be a general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really was. Um, but now I think the biggest thing was the additional characters, mm. like how in depth they was. Like you said, it was it's, it's a bigger, grander game, and it brings definitely more characters, but it also expands the ones that you started to get to know. Yeah. Um, but it sort of brings them to the light. There's some performances in the, in this that you're just like, fucking hell, wow. I didn't yeah. anticipate that from them. It's no. crazy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's just it, like, it, there's no bad characters in this, I don't think. I, I don't think. No. Like, it's... even with the uh, the old game, like with, with the first game, you had um, some of the bosses that, um, that you would like thought, it sort of talked about them. But you, again, you, you didn't really 
um, you didn't get to know them as people. Whereas this, like you say, straight off the bat, you're talking with Odin, and you're like, "Fucking yeah. hell!" You're getting to you're getting to know this character. What is what like outside of him and Kratos fucking fighting or whatever? You're getting to know them as as characters and about their life story and stuff. It's really good, but. Yeah. No, some sensational performances. Yeah, the character that's good with Paul actually. The voice acting's mm. stellar as usual. The production just in mm. general for the game is just as usual, like mm. so high, just a, a level above many or most other video games that come out. And mm. how did you stand on like the quality of the game? Like the performance wise, perfect, flawless. Didn't have any issues with no, that. No, I didn't either. Graphic- Graphically, like it, the the the, ver- the variations of the different realms and stuff, it looked gorgeous. Environments are all great, yeah. I think the, but I do, I, I know what you're sort of scratching at. I don't think it looks. It, it's not, yeah. Ain't mind blowing when you when you turn it on. Uncharted three to Uncharted four, you're like, yeah. Oh fuck me, I didn't get that with this. No, I did one. There was one level, and I was like, cool, blimey, this looks nice. Yeah. Um, I won't say what because it's a bit of a spoiler. But when you get to you, like, oh blimey, yeah. Um, and that, but yeah. Other than that, I was like, ah, oh, it's just sort of it does have that same sort of feeling. It's not saying that it's a bad looking game, just that I was expecting a little bit more to be like sort of, oh now this is yeah. PS Five territory. But again, is that? Because we're catering for those scrubs down in the PS3. <laughs> Probably. It's <laughs> all sexual. Yeah, they, Come different. on, it's been two years now, boys. <laughs> it's strange because the characters do look good, but they look a bit mm. grubby. Like, and yeah. some of them don't look very, like, don't look, they look just good. It, yeah. yeah and it's, it's not the, like, if you were comparing it against something like Naughty Dog. Yeah. There's definitely, you know, Naughty Dog, no. The tricks of the trade there they've got the advantage there they their their characters and their models and their animation their facial animation and even like horizon forbidden west's facial animations mm. were yeah. really good for, good for that and i think that's it's lacking a little bit here particularly mm. perhaps on characters that don't get as much screen time because kratos atreus you know they look phenomenal throughout and they're mm. really expressive but you'll notice some of the you know, the secondary or tertiary characters perhaps don't have that. And because, again, because the cast has expanded, you see a lot more of, like, those those type of faces. But, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's definitely not a, you know, an absolute bollard grabber from, mm. a, from a visual perspective. Performance is solid, though, and yep. bugs. I think I had a Many couple of-, of audio bugs to start with, but it could be the headset, yeah. I don't know, but still had them. But really... Nothing that caused me any grief whatsoever. It really is no. just another no, one of these sort polished. of Sony polished, high production value, high quality games that mm. you know we just don't get as often as perhaps we would want. But when we do get them, we have to kind of just tip the cap to them. Mm. Well, I think it's time to do the the needful. Get to that Dimp Digital Gaming Gallery and say, look, does God of War Ragnarok a first of all deserve to go in there. Is it going to be placed somewhere within your personal exhibition, Mr. Adkins, yeah. or am I going to slam this door and lock the keys? Well, I won't lock the keys. I'll use the lock keys to lock keys. it usually. That's how it works. Yeah. No, it's definitely going in. Definitely yeah. popping in there. Same for me as well. Well, look, the big question is, mm. how is it going to be recognised in your showcase? It? You know, we've got, oh. we've got God of War... The 2018 sitting there yeah. on, a, on a platinum for me and I believe you 
Yeah. Um, Logan as well. He's given it that as well. And that's the, the 2018 version. But Ragnarok, yeah. is it a worthy enough sequel to land itself a platinum or does it... Well, it's good. it'll feel like a disappointment if it gets a goal, but it's still better than the vast majority of games we talk about on this show. So yeah, don't be uh, disappointed if that's where it ends up. No. Oh, I'm in two minds here. I'm in two minds. I... No, I'll give it... I'll, I'll, I'll get hit just scrapes. <laughs> the bronze. <laughs> <laughs> No, it just scrapes the 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 platinum for me. Um, I, what I would say is, you could argue a gold, but for the wrong reasons. Like the the reasons that you say is because it's not new and fresh. Yeah, it's because of you've you've got that that feeling of familiarity. It's building on there. What I would give it a platinum for is that the anticipation of it, the, the what the fuck are they going to do? How are they going to do this? Mm. Similar to exactly, similar to what we had with Last of Us. I was like, how are they going to outdo that game? That was fucking brilliant. I wouldn't say they've outdone the first one, no. but it still managed to, I still walked away happy with what it was yeah. and would therefore recommend it to anybody else. It's still a fantastic game. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it the platinum because I feel overall as it's singular package on its own. If you pretended that the first game didn't exist, it was a fucking comic book or something, and this yeah. was on its own, you'd be like, wow, that's fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if someone's going to give it a gold, and I'd go, fair play, because yeah. they could have done slight things better that you would have gone, fuck me. Mm. Fuck me, that is next gen, and that is fucking the step but no brilliant so yeah just scrapes the platinum for me what say you <laughs> yeah yeah same platinum i won't yeah. i won't labor it <laughs> um i totally I, agree with what you kind of said there and and i think that in general it it had a really tough job on its hands here the hype was mm. just uncontrollable as well and mm. to still come away and deliver something that compelling and that good and expand in some really impressive ways, whether it's just looking at the combat sequences and the enemy variety just as one part, mm. is um is something that should be applauded and I have applauded it many times and I will continue to applaud this series. And it sits there not above the original, no. but I think it can stand alongside it as like a, yeah. a you know, a bigger, more expansive brother. And yep. and say look here's the here's here's the uh, uh, what a one two punch we've got now God of War yeah. and God of War Ragnarok like mm. if you've never played either of those before and you pick up a PS5 for the first time and you go through that you're gonna have your fucking bollocks blown off <laughs> so I really do think it's 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 great and um, pleased that they got it out pleased that it's come out in such a good shape and pleased to have gone through it pleased to have got the platinum and uh, what a what a great revival of this franchise this is this has had and um who knows what the future will hold for God of War but they've done they've done themselves proud with God of War and God of War Ragnarok Sony Santa Monica really come of age with these two games and shown what they're capable of and you know super interested to see what they do next and and perhaps what, what the future is for God of War but a nice platinum for God of War Ragnarok for myself and Adkins 
that's a, a good news story and a happy way to end this week's Idle Game Chat. Nothing more for us to say other than thanks for your time and ta-da. This was a Dimp Digital production.